Welcome, Royal Family. You're tuned into Healing Queens, the podcast where the focus is motivation, support, and guidance for the growth of our queens. I am Emma E2K, your certified healing life coach. Welcome, everybody. If you're here for the very first time, welcome, welcome. Those that are repeated watchers and listeners, we thank you. If you're listening through Anchor FM, we're also live on the YouTube. Follow us, YouTube Healing Queens with a Z. Um, today we're going to talk about being single as a Christian. You know that I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian now going on five years and I'm also single. So these two things both apply to me. Um, the other day I was checking out uh, the devotional that my church, Crossover Church, uh, was doing. And so happened that Ms. Rhonda was the one giving the Devo. And she just touched on this. She touched on a single and singles and just um, being a Christian as a single and what do you do, what you don't do. And I just found like she was kind of speaking to me. So, you know, I had to call her right up and she was like, of course, I'm present. So please help me welcome Ms. Rhonda. Ms. Rhonda is the Children's Ministry Director at Crossover Church. She's done 25 years in community practice. Also, she's the chaplain of Delta Sigma Veda, Tampa Alumni Chapter. Please help me welcome my queen sister, Ms. Rhonda. Hey! How are you, sis? Welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for accepting the invite. Um, You know, I, I, that's, I love you so much for that because you always never disappoint. I call, you're like, I'm in there, let's go, let's talk about it. So, you know I brought you here to talk about um, your last Devo. So your last diva was speaking. Um, I know you had something else planned. And can you just let everybody know how that came to be? Because you had something else to say. And all of a sudden you came up with this topic. So can you um, explain to people how that happened? And a little about you. Yep. So um, hi, everyone. My name is Rhonda Flowers. Um, like Emma said, I have been working in the field of family, youth, and community service for over 25 years. Um, I am the Children's Ministry Director at Crossover Church and the chaplain for the Tampa Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta. So I say all that to say um, that, um, A, I love the Lord, I love my family, and I am very passionate about um, community outreach and women, children, and family. So thank you so much, Emma, for this invitation, and thank you so much for um, just allowing me to be able to share some wisdom, hopefully it's wisdom, um, and what's on my heart. But um, as she said before, I'm the children's ministry director at Crossover Church. So being part of that leadership team, we all take turns once a week uh, giving a devotional. And so our focus this this week or last week, it was last week, right? It was last week. We were supposed to be talking about elements of our Sunday service or elements of our Wednesday night Bible study. And it just so happened that the topic is the best sex ever. So I went into, you know, study about Lord, you know, what, what do you want me to say? And I have some ideas. So I'm jotting down notes. I'm praying and I'm saying, okay, God, we got this. I'm ready. You know, I'm ready on Wednesday for the Friday devotional. I get into my office and I sit down and literally the Lord is like, I need you to talk about single because the conversation in the church has been around sex. And we all know as single people, Sex is taboo. Mm. They tell us all the time, right, Emma? Don't like, do it. Married, you ain't going to be having sex, right? Don't do it. 
<laughs> don't do it. So I'm literally like, what, wait a minute, God, what now? Because I literally have to go live in like, it was like 10 or 15 minutes. And I am the kind of person that likes to be prepared, like over-prepared. Like we'll have three notes worth of devotional for like a nine minute devotional, right? <laughs> You're not going to get through all of that. So I'm literally sitting down in this office like, I'm not doing this, Lord. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not prepared. I can't, I can't talk about this. And he was like, that's what I want you to do. And there are times when I'm like, no, I'm not doing that, Jesus. But there are times when I say I'm not doing it, but I know in my heart I'm going to do it because I know that's what he is requiring, like for real, for real. Mm -hmm. Right. And in that moment, I felt so compelled that I literally began to talk about we as singles and as Christians, how it is very difficult to be single because of the expectations of the church, the expectations of the world. And how do we make all of that make sense without feeling pressured to not be single or to be married? Mm. And when you bring sex into the equation, oftentimes when you're talking about sex, especially in the framework of church, it's for us, it's just don't do it. Right. That's it. Just don't sometimes we hear don't do it as don't think about it, don't talk about it, obviously don't look at it. It's just like, don't do it. Mm -hmm. And if we as single people want to enter into healthy relationships um, and become future wives or future spouses or whatever, we have to know and understand uh, the purity and the health that, that sex and all of the other elements of relationship bring to a relationship. But oftentimes sex is always that one where we're kind of shunned, if, if that makes any sense. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. Um, and... All the things that you were saying, were, I was like, oh, 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 is she talking about me? Oh, is she talking about me? Is she saying the things that, that I'll be talking about? So you made a valid point to say that the church always lets you know or tells you or reminds you or definitely, you know, makes it known that you ain't supposed to have sex when you're single. And, you know, and I get that part. Right. And we get that part. Right. Mm -hmm. But then, okay, what else are we supposed to do? Just, okay, I understand to not have sex, but so you don't, so what else do we do? Is it okay if we talk? If you don't talk, do you date? Are you seeing somebody? Do you see them? Are you seeing multiple people? Does the, is that a, like, there's no other instructions or there's no other kind of um, uh, way to navigate, but just, okay, no sex. Okay, I got that part checked, but yeah. but where's where's the rest? Like, what, what do you do with the rest? And there's conversations and I know they tell us to pray a lot about it, but hey, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, I do pray, and you know, and you go to you know, you 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 seek a, a counsel, right, uh, with with those that are are wiser than you, um, but you kind of still stay in this space where you're like, yeah. right, what am I doing? And and so another thing that you was talking about was. So a lot of us say we're single, mm -hmm. and we're like, "Oh, I'm single, yes." Uh, uh, uh. And then when we go home, we're like, <sighs> and we're looking through our Instagram. Why are they booed up? <laughs> Why are they having so much fun and I'm not? Um, do you want to be single, or are you just making that statement because you think it's cool? Like, and if it is, it's okay. So talk about that. Talk about like, you know, being just being real with where you're at. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think for, for me, um, I think you, we have to get to a place and, and I've been in this place for a while where single means single and meaning that's okay. Mm -hmm. And not, 
not feeling like I have to succumb to the pressure of if I'm dating, it automatically has to end with me with a ring on my finger um, with a man. Dating could just be, you know, I'm out, I'm on the scene, I'm having a good time, I'm hanging out with friends, I'm trying to build and cultivate relationships. Gather information. Yeah, we're, we're gathering, you know, you're, if you're looking for a future spouse or a long-term committed relationship, then dating should be as, as I've heard, uh, Bishop, and I'm going to give credit, Bishop Greg Davis has said, dating is gathering data. And that's a true statement because you should be getting to know a person. You mm-hmm. should be listening for those things that, you know, are negotiable and non-negotiable. Should you decide to proceed with this person in a relationship, you should be, um, intentionally looking for red flags because sometimes if we're honest if we're single and we're really looking for someone Mm -hmm. and we're not we're not safe and satisfied in our singleness we will bypass some major red flags that are like screaming at us Mm. because we just have to have the man Mm. we have to have the instagram moment we have to hurry up and change the status on facebook to say in a relationship yeah we have to go go look dress shopping right and so I think I think there's a there it's like a you're married or you're single, right? It's just it's only two options. And we don't talk about what is healthy dating as a single Christian. Mm-hmm. Because if the goal is just to date, then just date. And how can you do that and be safe and have fun? But if the goal is a relationship, obviously there are some steps and some things that you need to be made aware of and some things that you need to do to get to that point. But you have to ask yourself. If you desire marriage, why? Is it because you want the Instagram moment, the Facebook moment, because you're not satisfied being by yourself and you feel like you need the validation of a Mm. man or a relationship or the ring on your finger to show off to everybody else? Mm. We have to understand as single people, why am I single? And if I don't want to be single, what am I doing to make myself better or get myself to that place where I can be in a relationship? Because just wanting to be in a relationship is it's not going to work. Right. Oh, and not feeling bad that you like being single, that you're comfortable in your singleness and you got other things going on that you want to be, you know, taking care of like kingdom business. Cause you know, being in a relationship, it, you know, it, it takes time. You have to like any relationship you have, right? You, there's time you got to nurture it, this and that. Now, if we, as far as me, let me speak, you know, about me, or you too, we doing kingdom business out here. Um, and my, right now may not be the season or the time for us. And, you know, I, I, I don't like when people like, oh, but you should have a man. But why? Like, wh- why should I have a man? Like, I don't, why, you know. Why is that a requirement? Why, right. Oh, because, yeah, because, you know, oh, you're so, you know, you're so beautiful. I'm sure they must be knocking at your door. No, they're not knocking. No. I, I no no knocking no I, I, I know the honest, I, some of them that are knocking you like the door let me put the extra extra lock on because absolutely not <laughs> there's no dms going on here there's no, no you know I guess because we make it so known where we're at right you know our, where our eyes are focused at um so there's not that like people like oh but you know, I'm sure people are asking you out for the. Actually, no, people are not asking me out to go on a date unless they're my homegirls. Like, but, yeah, or like, like if it's the setup, you know. Right. Or they're trying to set me up, you know, yeah. and I don't like that. I don't, don't set me up yeah. because 
If the setup is, okay, let me just meet someone to have conversation with, then okay. But the yeah. setup is like, okay, listen, he'll be a great father, a stepdad to your kids. Whoa, 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 whoa. how we get there? I'm just, oh, yeah. I, I haven't even had lunch with him. Like, oh, right. right, so. Can we text? Can we stay texting, right. So is that pressure, like, even if we open the doors, like, okay, you know what? Let me start dating or let me start getting to know people. All of a sudden, is that requirement, like, oh, you've been dating for six months. You're not. Right. What's you're, going on? You're not already engaged? This has been like the third person you've dated. Oh, I didn't know you was counting. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, I didn't know you was counting. I mean, people, I'm dating. <laughs> and I think it's interesting, too, because it goes back to the best sex ever talk that we had. You're dating someone, and say it's been a year or two, and as a Christian, obviously as a Christian, you want to do it right. There's purity. You, you don't want to fornicate. You don't want to have sex outside the confines of marriage. You have a lot of people now running. They're like, oh... And you hear it in the celebrity circles. Oh, um, such and such met and they fell in love and now they're married. And then you start hearing the backstory, but they only dated for six months. Oh, but we were celibate. Okay, but it's not hard to be celibate for six months. Right. Or longer you know than I'm that. Saying? I could tell you. I know I am. Okay. Right. It, it's not hard to be celibate for a year or two, right? But when you're or rushing four. after six months, right, <laughs> how, you know, do you really know that person? Have you gathered enough data? Now, and, and that's not to say because there are people who have been married for a very long time who the courtship or the dating hasn't, you know, it hasn't well, been sure. a long, drawn out yeah. process. But oftentimes we're so, everybody wants to pretend like, oh, I'm so strong, I'm so celibate. Yeah, but you done married this dude three months in. And then six months in, you're in the office with the pastor trying to figure out what and mm. why and how did I get here? Mm. Because the focus wasn't on the main thing. Right. And you have to make, as a single person, you are your own main thing. Right. Right. And, and you have to focus on what, like you said, for us, we're doing kingdom business. Right. So I'm so laser focused on God. I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. That in my purview is I'm not even thinking relationship, mm. right? And oftentimes I'm not thinking relationship until somebody brings it up, right? Then I'm like, oh well, wait a minute, I'm not. Yeah, I am single, right? right. Other and, than yeah, other than that, on a Friday night or nine o'clock, I'm already going to sleep. I'm I'm chilling. I'm doing I'm, whatever, right? You know, so I think we just have to be. We have to understand the place that we're in in the place that we want to be and then we have to have healthy true role models right. because the honest god truth is whether you're married or uh, or booed up relationships take work mm -hmm. absolutely and they take it it takes you know it's like a muscle you got to practice certain things so that muscle gets bigger and stronger and can withstand the pressure because the enemy is coming for you the moment you get a boyfriend the enemy's coming with mm. his minions right and mm. so you have to practice you know, in a relationship. If for myself, I've been single for I can't even lower how that, that long, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> so I have if I'm in a relationship and I'm seeking a relationship and I get into, you know, a relationship with a with a man that I feel like might be worthy of being my husband, right? I have to start learning what is it? What does humility look like? Mm. What does it look like? For this man to lead me because I've been by myself for so long. Right. What does it look like to be a wife that that steps back and supports and has to kind of 
rearrange her life. Still doing Share space. Wanna... Share space. Share space. And where's the balance? Because I don't want to stop being me to pacify him. And I don't want him to stop being him to pacify me. So how do we have that balance where we're loving and supporting? Equally yoked. Equally yeah. yoked. Where there are those times where I say, you know what? It's not that important. I don't need to go to this church event or I don't need to do this with with my kids at my school. Right. Mm -hmm. Do I have <laughs> do I have the capacity to humble myself and make it not about me? But mm. I have been about me for a very long time. Because all this time, yeah. So if I say I desire to be in a relationship, now I have to make it about him too. But not just him, because I have parents, I have nieces and nephews, right. I have siblings, I have is all that, my church babies. Is that balance? Yeah, is that balance? Is that balance? So I'm going to have to figure out where do I cut, where do I trim some fat, where do I cut some stuff out altogether. How do I still um, do ministry, but still be God-like and, and Christ-like in my relationship with this person who I might desire to be my husband? Right. So it that's a learning process that for me, for as long as I've been single, is going to take some time. So then if I sit down and I ponder about being single and I say, do I want to be married? I have to be honest with myself and say, in my, in my ability to be independent, can I learn how to be codependent? Mm, I like and not that. not codependent like I need to do, but how can we coexist? Right. And when you, if we're in the house and you put the juice on the water shelf, I don't go bananas. <laughs> you know or you I mean? leave the toilet seat up. Or, excuse, excuse, did you just, I know you just didn't leave the toilet seat up. Cause that's how I be with my kids. Did you just leave the toilet seat up? Because in the beginning, it would it might be that you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, did you just hmm? Off and left him in the middle of the floor. Okay, interesting. You didn't brush your teeth this morning. No. Right. Okay. Am, I, am I going to be okay with that? But if I say I'm going to be okay with that, I have to work hard and exercise that muscle to say, okay, is, is it really that big of a deal? Mm. Is it a deal breaker? Is it so a that's deal breaker? why, as a single person going into dating, you need to know your deal breakers, your negotiables, and your non-negotiables. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? If you only wash, like, if dude don't wash before he come in the bed and you feel like he need to wash before he come to bed and wake up in the morning, if that's a non-negotiable, then make it a non-negotiable. Right. But if it's not, it, then it's not. A don't be deal. like, oh, it's so cute for the first two days. Then the third day, you're like, you know what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Not so we... To be single, we, in our singleness, we have to honestly, when we start to say that we're going to, we desire a relationship and definitely if we desire marriage, we have to really sit down and understand what that means. Mm. Whether that's talking to married couples, whether that's being in proximity or, or in circles with people who are married, mm -hmm. because you have to learn and see. And the other thing we have to, I think married couples have to kind of be careful when they counsel people who are single is we always hear the good. Right. And we always hear the guide. But tell me what tell me what to do when I'm ready to strangle. Mm, right. Right. Just, that that right there. Mm -hmm. Tell me what to do when I trigger something in him that I didn't know was there Ooh. and he walks out. Ooh. Oh, when he triggers something in me. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, closure and all of this stuff. Right. How do I deal with that when there's a tension that's in the relationship that's ugly? 
I ain't talking about the cute tension, like, oh, you know, the, um, he cooked he cooked dinner and then clean up the then clean up the dishes. Oh, okay, that's a that's a cute tension. You really feel some sorry way about it because you don't want the dirty dishes in the kitchen. Right. But you're like, it's okay. Right. Tell me how to navigate through the tension when we can't have the conversation and we're in the middle of something that needs to be talked about. Mm. How do I get him to talk? How does he get me to talk? How do we talk without each other trying to have their way or have their point validated to the point where they want to be right when it's just a situation where we need to come to agreement on we just going to have to agree to disagree mm. and mean that. Mm. Not just say it, but to mean it. Right. So we oftentimes see as singles and like we said, you know, don't have sex and oh, we, you know, we hear people say, oh, it ain't always been a, a bed of ease for us in our marriage. Mm -hmm. But when you think about some of the sermons you've heard on marriage and, and counseling, not often do you hear people say, we got to this ugly, dark place. He cheated right. on me right. when I took it back. What, well, what did that look like? Because right. in my single mind, I don't understand that. Right. He cheated on me. Because right. there is no more we. Right. Single, you out of here. Like, what do you mean? But if I'm married and mm -hmm. I know that marriage is a covenant, and that God says, you know, the two becoming one, he's going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. What happens when he makes that mistake Those mistakes. that I feel like is, I don't know if we can overcome that. Am I mature enough to take you back as my husband if I know you cheated on me? Keyword mature. Keyword yeah, you know, mature. Keyword mature. And there are people who've been married who have gone through that and navigated that, but we don't hear that part all the time. Right. We hear, oh, God is good, and, you know, he bought us through some things. No, tell me. Tell me the nights you cried. Mm. Tell me how you had to put that extra Maybelline on to get through the day because you didn't want your coworkers to know that after 15 years he walked out and you don't know if he's wow. coming back. And then when he came back, tell me how you got from that place of, of, of dishonor and unhealthy to this place now where you are praising God because he has come in and fixed it. Mm. So tell That's me true. how to... You know, how, how do I, how do I go through that? And, and you know what? And another thing too, for, so like for the, the, the babies in Christ, right? When you first are, are accepting, right? Uh, Christ in your life and you're trying to do this walk, this Christian walk, this spiritual walk and you're on fire, right? Cause at the beginning you're so on fire and you're like, okay, I'm going to do what, tell me what I need to do and I'm going to do it. You know, I need to buy a Bible. I'm buying five Bibles and what I need to, and I need to be in this class and I'm doing 20 classes at the same time. Cause you're on fire and it's, you know, and it's your, your adrenaline is going, it's going. But when that starts um, because it is, it just does when the fire starts kind of settling and we kind of now, okay, get into a, a place where, okay, we're doing this. We got our Bibles, we, you know, check, 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 right. We're checking the list off. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. I'm single. Okay. I have no sex check. Okay. But what, I, but what happens after that? I got that part not to have no sex, but there's almost like the church has really nothing deeper. Every so often there'll be maybe a series about sex or things like that every so often. But it's not something that, to me, I feel it's something that we should have on a constant. There should be more conversations about this, especially to um, the babies in Christ. When you, you know, when we're looking for that blueprint, if you will, on how to live our lives um, in, a, in a productive and in a Christian way, um, you know, how do we say no? How, 
you know, if we get those thoughts, them temptations, what, so are we sinning? Are, you know, how do we say no? How do we not have those feelings that we've been having for years? And, or how do we not act upon that? Yeah. You know, it's now all the time you'd be like, okay, no, it's not, you know, sometimes you're caught up in a, you know, in a situation where you're like, how do I get out of this exactly and still keep my values? Or I already opened that door and now I got to, you know, go through it and then feel like crap the next day because yeah. I didn't have no instructions or no guidance to tell me other than that just don't have it. Okay, I already had it. So what happens now? So how do I mess up? <clears throat> how do I mess up as a single and not feel like I'm going to get condemned? Absolutely. How do I, how do I? How do I gather data? How do I date this person and create that sense of intimacy mm -hmm. without us ever having sex? Right, right. How do, I, how do I get to the heart of this person that I want to date or or am dating? Um, and let's let's say you're dating. Let's say me and you are dating a, a particular gentleman. We're we're in a date or whatever, and he comes over and he spends the night. Right. But he's on the couch or or the or the blow up bed, and mm -hmm. I go to sleep in my room. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about me and my position at the church. Mm -hmm. If somebody caught wind that a man spent the night at my house, and I say, and it's an honest statement, and I say, oh no, you know it was late. He just slept on the couch. I went into that's my room. frowned upon. Who who among the people is going to believe that? You know those that those without sin cast the first stone. Oh, you can't. Oh. The you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The condemnation from the people. Oh, yeah, and, I know. Folks you know, going to be looking at me with a side eye like, why he even at your house? And you, you know, right. you, you're a single woman. And you leaving the kids. And, and so it's almost like, okay, even if I wanted to date, well, good grief, Jesus. I'm, do I right. have to quit the ministry? Right. Like, it could have been anything. He could have been tired or whatever. So, and he, maybe he's just driving too far. The kind is, you're like, you know what? Get crash on the couch. I done locked my door. There's nothing happening. But still, it's almost like, well, he should have just laid on the bed with me then because I'm still going to get the same flack. So. Right. And how, and, and my rub is, and not all married couples do this, but I don't like the folks that prognosticate and the people that say, oh, well, you need to leave and he needs this. Okay, but when you were in my position, you didn't. Which is why you can't tell me how. All you can tell me is what the words say. Right. But I need to be able to practically apply this word because faith without works is dead. I mm. have to do something other than just pray. Mm. So if I'm in that situation, tell me what you did. It's like I teach my kids at the school. It's like I teach the kids in the church. I can't just say something to you. I don't just teach my kids about what the Bible says. Right. I teach them how you need to do it. How to apply it. How to apply how that. How to apply it. If I'm telling you to share, then my, my object lesson for my kids is share. Right? So we, we went through, for example, we went through, you get what you give, press down, shaking together, running over. Right? If you if you give what you have, God will bless you with more than you had. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving the kids a piece of candy, one piece of candy. Give you an option. You, go sh you can share your candy. You can eat it or you can save it. Mm. Some of the kids got up and shared their one piece of candy. That's their only piece of candy. Wow. And so the lesson is, is after we go through the lesson, I'm giving you five more pieces of candy for the one that you gave away because this is what God says wow. he'll do for you. Wow. He'll give you this one Hershey kiss, right. right? And he'll tell you to share it. So now I'm showing my kids, well, if God gave me one Hershey kiss and I shared it and then he gave, gave me, me back five. 10, 
that that whole visual for them was like when the when the kids who shared got the extra candy, they were like, "Oh my god, why did oh I shit? I should have shared." I should have. <laughs> and that's what happened after the fact. Kids started getting up like, "Miss Rhonda, can I share my candy?" Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yes. But you're not gonna get the extra ten because you missed the moment, right? But now when they have that opportunity later on, one of those kids is gonna remember that they should have shared mm -hmm. and they didn't. Mm -hmm. But that other kid is gonna remember that they shared and they got more. Right. How much more impactful is that with the candy versus me standing up telling them, well, you know, if you give if you give away what you have, God will give you some more. Right. Your brain can't comprehend that, right? Right. And so, so what do we do? What is the solution or what do you think should be a solution aside from having conversations and having, you know, conversations as we're having them now in open dialogue? Is there anything else you think that we can do as single Christians as single Christians that want to be single and are comfortable in our singleness. <laughs> what, what do we do? What do we do? I think you have to find, well, and we talked about this earlier. Number one, you have to define um, what, what does single really mean to you? Like for me, single is, you know, I get up, I have my devotions, I go to work, I serve. I do all of the things that Rhonda wants to do whenever she wants to do it, how Rhonda wants to do it. Mm. And I'm okay with that. Now, on the flip side, that's not to say that I don't desire to be in a committed relationship or even desire marriage, right? Right. But I'm okay if it doesn't come. And I don't say that just to say that to be like, I'm so strong, I'm every woman. That's an honest like that's an honest in your face truth. If if I leave here tomorrow, never mm -hmm. having been in a committed relationship or never being married, I'm I'm okay with that. Right. So I think we have to start with the place of what kind of single person are you? Mm. Because then that's going to determine how you move. Right. I like that. I like and so that. So we have to have those conversations with ourselves. Right. And we got to dig deep into if you're single and you want a relationship, start digging deep into why do I want a relationship? Is it because that's just what I desire and it is good and pleasing to God? Or is it really something that's in me, a void that I'm trying to fill with a man or a relationship? Because right. I think, oh, if I get into a relationship, now my life is complete. Because I feel like right now my life is complete. Mm. Right? Mm. But if I didn't feel that my life was complete and I felt like something was missing, missing. and that something was a man... Mm -hmm. To me, that's not going to work long term because now I'm asking him to come in and fill a void. That's not his place. Mm. And he's not going to be able to do it. Now, it might have to come from God. It might have to come from counseling. I need to figure out what the void is. So right. even if you say you desire a relationship, why? Right. And then work from that healthy place and say, I desire a relationship because I want to be. There are people who, there are women who want to be wise. Right. There are men who want to be husbands. There are women who want to be moms. Mm -hmm. Right. But it needs to come from a place that's healthy, right. not from a place of I don't esteem myself well enough. Or um, like I said before, I'm just trying to fill a void or because every time I go to church, I see all the married people having fun and they go to conferences and they hang out and they invite each other to lunch and I never get invited. And now you're feeling some sort of way. Right. So, so I, I need to pray I'm get a man so I can be part so of So I can be part, of, part of the circle. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we just have to have those healthy conversations about, you know, why am I single? And then move from that place. From that place. And being honest. Keep yeah. thing. Because being honest. Oftentimes it's said that people 
people who are truly steadfast in their singleness who aren't looking. How many times have we heard people like, I wasn't even looking for a relationship and boom. I heard but it a lot. we as Christians know the word, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and he'll add what you need. Come you on. don't have to ask him, but he he will say, hey, tell me the desires of your heart, and I'll fulfill that. But if you're doing what the God has created and called you to do, and you're focused on the right thing and the main thing, right. he'll add what right. you want and what you need. Right, and, and in his perfect timing. In his perfect timing. In his perfect timing. So... Even if that's going to be the case that he's going to grant us the Boaz, uh, I know the Boaz ain't coming until, you know, we have our stuff together, right? The way he's working on us. I mean, me, I, I know I got a lot of things that I need to work on. I am not ready for a husband, not even a relationship because I have issues, like for real, for real. Like I still, I got issues, like, you know, just with my temper and all that and just, you know, so I already know the stuff I got to work on. There is no way. Well, let me not say no way because God will, you know, find the Boaz that will come in and work through that. But um, I don't think for me it's a season for me because, um, and seasons could be years, right? And to me, I think it's just these are the years that he has asked me to do certain things, which I am most focused on. You know, he has asked me. To do certain things that um, I'm doing kingdom business on. So that is not a priority for me. I don't miss it. I'm okay. I'm not saying I'm anti-men. You know. Um, no. Because um, I feel that a husband may be needed for those that. They're see you know, it's in their season. To um, to have the, uh, the covenant of a husband. I, I'm not against it. I'm just saying me personally. I already know in my singleness. I know this is not. For me right now, um, uh, it won't be a good thing. You know, they say yeah. one that finds a wife finds a good thing. I'm a good thing by myself. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. I just thought I put. I just and that's the place. That's the conversation. You know, when we say, "Okay, I know I'm not there yet," but the moment you begin to have that desire, or or you begin to say, "I want to be in a committed relationship," you already know what it is you need to work on. Right. So work on it. Right. That you don't bring that extra, because relationships, like we said, is work. Yeah. So don't bring all that extra baggage. If you know you you're raggedy, get yourself together. Yes. And no, not to say that you have to be perfect. Right. But work on the things that you know that are going to cause problems in your relationship if you don't fix it now. And figure out your triggers. That's part of knowing your triggers. So figure out your triggers. You don't want to get into a relationship knowing that you've got stuff you're working on. And then, you know, they can trigger some things that that can affect you or could, uh, you know, um, if you're in therapy and all that, it could really set you back because you actually are not dealing with it. So that's something else to, um, to look at. There's a lot of things to look at. I mean, there's gotta be many conversations for sure. Yeah. And set, and like we were saying earlier too, set, set the standard, set the standard by which you want to be, um, in a relationship. Right. Set that standard and don't deviate. Right. If if you're living here, don't come down here. Right. Or because or or if you're living down here, yeah. You know, and you get there, put in the work. Put in the work. Don't just think. Don't just you know. You've been eating McDonald's every day, and all of a sudden he comes, and now you want to, you know, these five course meals. And nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, like you gotta, you know, level up. Want to be able to to level up, you know. And, and support, and that's, you know, that's that part of when you get to that place where you're like, I want to, I want to be 
in a relationship, like you said, what are those triggers? What are those things that you're like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Because it might be, you know, you might get a relationship with someone who is very uh, kind and very considerate. So like he may, dude might say to me, you know, just, you know, call me when you get there. Yeah. What? I don't have to call you. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, if you're not mature enough to, to see that as kindness and caring and compassion, right. some people might see that as control. Well, why right. do you need to know when I get there? Why do you need to know when I leave? And why do you need to know when I get there? You know, right. who are you with just in case if something goes down? I know Rhonda's with Emma. I can call Emma. Right. If you're not mature enough and in a place to handle and see kind and compassionate, you, you still got to like, work on some things. Right. Yeah. So knowing yourself again, right. who are you? Right. And, and don't go want to, uh, you know, date a millionaire when when you only make ten thousand. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay. Nah. All right. It's, it's, and, and that's, that's for another okay. podcast. That's for another podcast. <laughs> but but that's okay. It's, it's funny because when we were we were saying earlier, like okay, don't expect. Listen, if the man takes you out on a date to Cooper's Hall, and then it's your turn to reciprocate. Don't take that man to McDonald's. I, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm just saying. Okay. Take that man to Shula's. Reciprocate the love. Show show the creativity. and You know, like, express true love. Don't be in the relationship for how it can only build you up mm. or how it, how it only makes you feel. Like, you have to be the one always receiving and giving. Mm. So much is given, much is required. Come on, girl. Much more is required. So if that man is willing to rub your feet, I'm going to need you to be willing to rub his. Now, if feet are not your thing, that's one of your non-negotiables. Hey, boo, you like your feet rubbed? Yeah, girl, mm, it's not going to work. Right. Be honest. Right. I mean, that sounds petty, but that's, the, that's for real. Right, right. So expect, you know, if you're expecting a man to treat you a certain way, you have to be willing to want to treat him even better. Right. If, if I'm with somebody who loves me, I want to love him even more. Right. Right. I want to wake up. It's not I like to... you got to get me a Gucci bag and um, right. you went to oh, Raw. You Excuse me. You got me my wallet from Ross. Like what? Right. I'm just saying. Okay. I, wish you... I was treated like it's like with my parents. I'm, a, I'm grown, beyond grown. But when I wake up in the morning and I walk out the door, I don't ever want to do anything to bring disgrace or dishonor to my parents. Mm. I want them to be, I want to impress them. Mm. I want them to be proud of me. I want them to be like, that's that's our baby girl. Right. That's that she you know is. I mean? That's her. <laughs> right. I want to feel that same way about my significant other, my future significant other, and vice versa. I want to wake up. I want him to look, want to look good for me, and I want him you know, and vice versa. Right, right. I want him to be able to be like, that's my girl. I want to be able to say, that's my man. You know, right. I want I want to be able to, when he walks in the door, I want to be able to make him smile. But I want him to be able to make me smile too. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if he's leveling up the game, I want to level up and give him that much more. Absolutely. I don't want to just be a taker. Right. And we have to be honest about who we are. Are you a giver or are you a taker? Mm. Are you a builder or are you a diminisher? Mm. Be real. Right, because where you at? If you're not someone who wants to build, then don't get with somebody who's trying to build because it's not gonna work. Absolutely. Oh my God, Rhonda, this was amazing. Thank you. I appreciate you, sis. Um, this is something that you know we usually talk 
to our homegirls behind the scenes. I thought this was a, a good conversation to have in the podcast so people could continue to listen. And and let me tell you, this is not just for Christian singles, but single in general. If you really listen to what we were talking about, this applies to all that are single. And single also means if you're in a relationship, come on, Rhonda, tell them. Rhonda, tell them. Okay, you're going to get me in trouble. People people are going to be sending you hate mail through your little whatever. No. If you are not married, you're single. I mean, you're not, you're single. So if you've been in a relationship for an amount of years and he ain't put a ring on it or there hasn't been a pastor or chaplain or anybody that said, so you can say, I do, you are single. I don't care about them seven years common law. You single, boo. You single. So, um, you know, finalize it. If you're going around saying that's my wifey and that's my hubby and all that, then finalize it. You know, do it right. Or don't but do it, it at all. Be a wife. Don't be a play play wife. Be a wife. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go all the way with it. Somebody for 10 years and they have a wife too. Y'all need to sit down and have a conversation. And then introducing you as their wife? Yeah, no. We're not playing no games. Mm-mm. Come on, standards, right? Standards, yeah. standards. Level up, level up. So thank you, sis. Again, I appreciate you. I love you. Um, you know, my heart beats. My heart beats every time I speak to you. Um, iron sharpens iron. Um, thank you for doing that uh, kingdom business. Thank you for doing the work. Um, even the things that you do behind the scenes, a lot of people, you know, you're a very private person. I, I know that. But you do a lot. You do a lot behind the scenes. So I thank you. If no one has stepped up to say thank you for all you do, which we don't do it for that, right? You know, but it still feels good when somebody just thanks us, man. Right? Yeah. So so thank yeah. you. Queen, salute to you. I appreciate, um, you know, just uh, doing this work with you and side to side with you and just um, being in good company with people that have good hearts such as yourself. Um, you know, all these years you've been giving you give back and you continue to give back. And the day that your boa shows up, girl, I need an invitation. I'm just saying. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Y'all better pray I don't run the man off. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you, sister. We got to pre- do this again because it's a... It's yes, it's got to be a part two. We're going to do a part two to this. Yeah, part part two to infinity and beyond. Yes. It's, it's necessary. Yes. And we want, you know, as queens... We want queens to heal and we want queens to move forward in life and their relationships from a for real, for real healthy place. Absolutely. They place love stuff. And right. so we want to be able to tell our sisters, you know, the real raw truth about how it is. Right. That and then different. So. The, the end goal here, the end goal here is for the queens to heal. And what does that look like? Right. Because we all healing uh, in a different uh, space. And some of us need to heal because, you know, you want to continue not being single and get into that marriage. And that's, and listen, we, we, that's, this is the reason why we're doing this podcast. So you can take heed to what was said here and apply it to your life. If it's that you're good in your singleness and you just want to be just with you and the Lord, that's an amazing thing and beautiful thing and will be supported. We just want you to know where you're at, you know, stand where you're at and, and don't sway and don't settle. You know, don't settle, don't sway and don't settle. Um, thank you. If anybody wants to reach you for um, any information, for um, anything, or ask you any questions, do you have an email that they can reach out to you at? Yes, 
they can um, email me at Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, at crossoverchurch.org. Do you have any social medias that you want to share? Um, you would ask me, good Jesus. <laughs> Like, well, well, my name in the search bar because but, I don't know, I don't know what the handle is. Okay, I'll I'm put, like, I'll put it on Instagram and Facebook. You, yeah, I'll, I'll add it. it. I'll add okay. it. Not a problem. Not the flowers. It'll, it'll come up. I'll add <laughs> it. Thank you, everyone, for yet another amazing podcast. Um, we really appreciate you, and remember that we are nobody without your generosity. Don't forget to uh, hit the support button on Anchor FM. Um, or if you're on the YouTube, man, like, subscribe, and share. Uh, because you never know uh, what one of the queens um, may need to hear this for their growth, for their journey. Um, maybe they're stuck, uh, you know, wondering which way they should go. And, you know, probably uh, this conversation, we pray that, you know, of course, that God's always in the midst of everything because we bring him without him there. You know, we, we already know we ain't nothing and, and nothing's going to go down. So... I hope that he's using us right now as a tool. So whatever woman that's about to hear this, um, put it on replay, send it to your homegirl, um, you know, like, click and share, uh, DM her, Facebook her. And so she can be able to hear um, about the things that uh, we collectively um, have acknowledged about being single as a Christian. And um, this is just part one was we're going to get into part two. So thank you to the sponsors. Uh, uh, for today's podcast, um, there will be acknowledged uh, behind the video. Thank you for all those that make this happen. Again, Healing Queens is an organization that does life with women before, during, and after crisis. We also um, like to um, talk, touch on topics that uh, our queens may be dealing with and just kind of give them just a little direction, um, a little hope. Um, and a little motivation. Um, and that's why I try to bring professionals on. I mean, you know, I have some that I give my own opinion, but there are some that I do have uh, professional assistance or spiritual assistance. Um, so it, the message could be more powerful. Again, we thank you, everybody here, the staff at Healing Queens Podcast. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the generosity, those that have contributed. Don't forget our Hit the Block uh, outreach. Um, you know, we're already going to do another one at the end of this month, which is March. Uh, March is the month of women's, um, women's, uh, women's history month. And so, you know, what better off to kick it with a powerful woman, a powerful queen, um, doing this podcast. So again, we thank you. We love you. Peace. Until next time, don't forget to click like and share subscribe, you know, all that, all that, all that. Make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Peace. Peace.